Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. No, I'm not a fantasy expert, more of a fantasy coach here to encourage you and help you win while finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I won't always be right with the the players and the topics we talk about, but I do hope I'll be convincing. I hope we'll have a ton of fun along the way. If you have not ordered your Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook yet, make sure you get it. And at the end of today's episode, we will go over week number four, asking the question, why did I do that? It is from the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook, and I encourage you to check that out. FantasyFootballFellowship.com is the website, and you can find out more information about the playbook and about the resources that we have for your fantasy football leagues throughout the season. And and we're just uh, fired up to be here today for the podcast. And each week on the show, we begin with some accountability. I blew it. I'm willing to admit it. And so let's get that out of the way. And we begin with the craziest player from last week, which was Daryl Henderson. So I went all in on Henderson. I, I told you about picking him up as a on the waiver wire. Uh, I spent my waiver dollars, the, the fab dollars on him, and was all excited about back-to-back 20-point weeks. So I inserted him into my starting lineup over Devin Singletary this past week. And sure enough, Daryl Henderson gets eight touches. He was non-existent in the Rams offense. The Rams offense that I was all excited about struggled. They couldn't get things going against the New York Giants. They still got the win. Malcolm Brown ended up getting more carries. Apparently, Sean McVay wanted Brown to to grind it out kind of between the tackles, and they were worried that Henderson got banged up a little bit. But Henderson should be fine, and it's still kind of a mystery now with him, Cam Akers, and Brown, and who will get the ball when, even though we thought Henderson was going to be the guy. And I still love his talent, and I'm still – high on him, but I I can't put him into the the starting lineup with confidence week in, week out. So unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit more wait and see with him in the coming weeks. But uh, man, I I blew it. It, it, I ended up winning with that that league anyway. But uh, but but anyway, I went. I was high on him on the show, so I had to, had to confess uh, that that he uh, he he was a, a letdown this this past week. So the other guy to to mention is Mike Davis because I was down on him, and now he continues to produce for the Carolina Panthers. They're my hometown team. They've now won two games in a row. Shockingly, uh, they're playing really well. The offense is clicking, and and Mike Davis is a, a big part of that. And so if you picked him up in fantasy, you're loving life. I was wrong. I missed out on him. All right, the third player, Josh Jacobs. I told you guys I was convinced he would bounce back with a 100-yard rushing attack, and he did not. I think he landed on 48 yards, which is disappointing. So not a good day for Josh Jacobs 
and the Raiders, and I'm starting to cool on them a little bit. Uh, it's going toward frustration. So if you if you listen to the uh, the, the Monday recap show, uh, I talked a little bit about the Raiders and John Gruden. So Josh Jacobs, talented. We saw what he could do last year. As long as he's healthy, I'm still putting him in my starting lineup, but I'm starting to get get frustrated with him. So so I, I can't guarantee that he's going to have this bounce-back game, but hopefully at some point we'll, we'll see some big numbers out of him because we took him in the first round most likely, maybe the second round. Um, then the fourth guy I talked about on last week's show, I was all convinced, all excited about Alan Lazard. I didn't know about the injury. It seemed like out of the blue, it's like, oh, yeah, Alan Lazard is having surgery. What? He just had a huge game. So that was disappointing. So uh, we missed out on him, at least for a little while. And then the last guy, Mark Andrews. Last week on the show, I, I, I told you I was panicking with, with, with Andrews. Well, he bounced back. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. So I'm sorry for panicking on him. We should have had a little bit more confidence in him. He's still one of the top tight ends. So I, I was wrong for the panic. But I, I, I didn't get rid of him. So I, he stole my team and, and, and helped me win that league this week. So I went uh, 3-0 and in my leagues. And then in the FFF 32 league, I'm the L.A. Chargers. And they were tearing it up. They were beating the Bucks, And then they allowed the Bucks back in that game, which cost me in that fantasy league as well. So I lost that league uh, as my fourth league. So technically 3-1. and one on the week. But it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun week. And so let's get to... Our, our segment we call Did You Listen? With Joe Mixon, this is a little bit of a, of a tweener because I was starting to, to panic on, on Mixon a little bit too. But over the weeks, I have kept saying, Mixon's good. Remember what he did last year? He finished the, the season so strong, and that's what I was clinging to. And so I hung on to Mixon. He finally produced. And, and so if, if you, uh, I guess, believed me early in the season when I was buying into Mixon, you, you, you held on to him, and he rewarded you with 181 total yards and three touchdowns, which was awesome. And then a couple other players that I, I, I talked about throughout this year, Nikhil Harry. So with Cam Newton going down, it changes things a little bit, but he still got into the end zone with a, a struggling offense. I mean, they're okay. The Patriots are okay, but it was, it was painful to watch um, Brian Hoyer. I mean, that was brutal. But uh, Nikhil Harry... I'm still high on him, and so last week he had an off week. He bounced back, getting into the end zone. And then Mo Alley-Cox, he got back into the end zone for the Colts. Didn't have a huge fantasy day, but he continues to show us what he's capable of, and he's still a weapon in that Colts offense. There just wasn't a ton of offense in that Bears-Colts game, so hard to pull too much away from that. Also, did you listen? Last week, I told you, Andy Isabella. Don't get all excited about him. He had 20 points you know, last week, but this week, two points, 20 to two. So hopefully you listened on that one. And then I was real high on James White going into that, that New England game against Kansas City. And I, I, it wasn't a huge day, but he had 12.9 points. So if you put him in there as a flex guy, which hopefully is what you did, that, that's solid. He was seven of eight for targets, just didn't get into the end zone, but, uh, but very solid. And then I told you Rex Burkhead was a one-hit wonder last week. So he had 34 points a week ago. This week he had six. Uh, yeah, hopefully we realized, yeah, Rex Burkhead, let's not get all fired up about uh, one big week of 34 points. That's not happening again, I promise you. Even with Sony Michelle going down, which I'll, I'll talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, I, I like Rex Burkhead, but not as your uh, reliable fantasy starter by any means. 
let, let's talk personal fantasy shenanigans. And my biggest issue from the fantasy weekend was the Rona situation and what to do with the postponed games. And in one of my leagues, it created plenty of controversy, everybody wondering what to do. And so if you're a commissioner of your league, I'm curious, how are you handling the possibility of games being postponed or not played uh, during the week that we expect them to, especially at the last minute? So the Chiefs-Patriots game was touch and go because we didn't know what was going on, whereas the Steelers and, and the Titans being able to make that a bye week, all right, fine, we can respond to that. Now, early in the season where we're at now, where we haven't gotten into everybody being on buys, to me it was fine. It was like, all right, a couple teams, Steelers-Titans will wait on. Even if the Chiefs and tight, uh, Patriots don't play, it's only four teams that are out. But what we ended up doing in, in my league was we had kind of a designated survivor. Somebody started Patrick Mahomes, and only if the game wasn't played would his designated survivor, which happened to be Nick Foles, he would get Nick Foles' points. And so whoever had uh, maybe Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, those kind of guys, th- there was an opportunity to have a designated survivor. Will we continue to do that? I'm not, I'm not positive, but that was a, an interesting way to go about it. Because my big thing was, if a game isn't played, that's not fair. Now, if an individual player gets the Rona and ends up missing the game, to me, that's just like a guy getting sick or getting injured and out of nowhere, like Alan Lazard. And it's like, oh, man, he's out. His team's playing, and so it's just kind of bad luck. Whereas with, with a game being postponed or canceled, it's like I can't feel as good about that. So that's where I came out on it. And again, I'd be curious what your league is doing, maybe did this past weekend. You can email me, fantasy at unpackingit.com, fantasy at unpackingit.com. All right, one other little shenanigan story to share with you. So last week, I actually tried to trade James White because I needed a defense. So I tried to trade him for the Ravens defense, which is one of the better defenses in the league. They have a couple nice soft matchups coming up. The guy wouldn't do the trade, which is crazy, and that guy's going to end up finishing last anyway. But instead, I ended up, I actually dropped Nikhil Harry in order to pick up the Chiefs' defense. And so I might get Harry back on my team, but I ended up not needing him because what I did was put in Jamison Crowder as my starting wide receiver at the last minute, which is not what I normally like to do, but it it gave me something to watch on Thursday night. And Crowder, when he's out there, all he does is catch passes. The Jets stink, but when he's out there, he's catching balls. Even if he doesn't get get into the end zone, tons of PPR receptions and and some yardage, uh, which is nice. So he got me 17 points. Uh, which was better than Harry, and then I ended up picking up the Chiefs' defense, which they scored a touchdown, and, and they were great. So uh, ended up winning that, that league. And so sometimes it's in, in life and in fantasy, it's the, ones that you, the, the trades that you think you wanted at the time, you're glad they didn't go through. So I'm glad I ended up with the Chiefs' defense instead uh, of trying to get the Ravens and getting rid of James White and all that sort of thing. So it, it worked out kind of nicely in that regard. And then here's my, my big dilemma in my main league. I'm loaded with running backs. This is 14-team league, so benches are, are thin. We only have six on the bench. But I've got Zeke, James Robinson, Devin Singletary, Naheem Hines, Ronald Jones, James White, and Daryl Henderson. Absolutely loaded. So I've got to convert one of them into, or a couple of them, package them 
into an upgrade, possibly a wide receiver or quarterback. So I've got Thielen and Crowder as, as my only wide receivers, and then Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterback. So uh, if you have any thoughts on that, I'm, like I said, I'm not the fantasy expert, but we're, I'm, I'm here to coach and, and, and walk through this season with you. So we're in this together. We're going to have some fun together. Uh, so if you've got some, some thoughts for me, uh, let me know fantasy at unpacking it.com. So I'll keep you posted on what I end up deciding to do in that regard. I've already got people you know, coming after me because I've got, I've got, cause I'm 40. Uh, <laughs> come after me. I'm 40. They're coming after me because I got all the running backs. So, I mean, these are all at least RB3s, RB2s, and then, of course, RB1 with, with Zeke. I'm in good shape. I'm in good shape with the running backs. It's nice. So, um, we'll see what happens there. All right, let's, uh, let's fly through a couple of our other uh, features here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, beginning with this week's one-hit wonder. The song of the week, Chumba Wumba. How great is that one-hit wonder? I get knocked down, but I get up again. You love it. You love it. You turn it up. You sing along. Whether it's at a game or on the radio, you love some Chumba Wumba, the one-hit wonder. All right, this week's one-hit wonder in fantasy, Tyron Johnson. No, it's not my cousin. I've got uh, a Tanner Johnson. I, no, actually, he's a Lawson. Uh, but no, I don't have, I don't have a cousin uh, with, the, with the Tyron Johnson. Anyway, he plays for the Chargers. He had one catch for 53 yards and a touchdown, even though Mike Williams, uh, you know, banged up, out, all that sort of thing, the, the Chargers are trying to figure things out. They're, they're having a tough time, but that's a one-hit wonder. I, I'm not going all in on Tyron Johnson, not yet. I think it's a one-hit wonder, but nice touchdown for him anyway. At this point in the year, we're through four weeks, the, the first quarter of the season, and at this point, we have to decide on some players to move on from. Guys that we've been clinging to that maybe have been struggling in recent weeks, it's time to let them go. And so what better response to have than, I hate goodbyes. I hate goodbyes. I actually was watching Dumb and Dumber on Saturday, which that line is from. And that movie is still tremendous, still in my top top three comedies of all time. The number of one-liners are just so great. And I was wondering to myself, does it hold up for the new generation, like when they watch it, like let me say if you're a 15 year old and you watch Dumb and Dumber, do you still think it's funny, or is it just for guys? I'm in my 30s. We look back and we, you know, we thought that was hilarious growing up, and now it's still funny to us. Uh, I'm curious on that one, but that that movie's brilliant. So I hate goodbyes, and I hate to say goodbye to Darius Slayton, New York Giants wide receiver. He had 29 points in Week One. He hasn't gotten double digits since. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I hate goodbyes, but I would get rid of all Giants. If I, I don't want, I, I don't have any. And if I were you, I would not want any Giants on my fantasy roster. Get rid of them all. It's ugly. It's ugly in New York. I'm sorry. It is ugly. Let's get to uh, our five, or actually I only have three today. Peace or panic in life. It's important we have peace. We can have peace in Jesus. It's not good to panic. We talked about this on last week's show. When we panic, we make bad decisions. So we have to be careful uh, with our panic. However, there are certain players in fantasy where at this point, panic is starting to take over. It's setting in. What do we do? How do we respond? Kenyon Drake, 
It's panic time. It is panic mode in Arizona. Kenyon Drake, week one, he was the 17th running back. Week two, 31st, 32nd, 58th this week. Oh, my goodness. It's not looking good. He's getting worse every week. Many of you drafted him early, first round, maybe second round. He is not living up to the hype. The Cardinals are struggling, but maybe you don't have to panic because the Jets are up on the schedule. So maybe the Cardinals bounce back, but I I don't think they will. I actually am convinced that Chase Edmonds is the better running back in Arizona, and he will finish the year better than Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake. I don't think he's got what it takes. The idea that Miami moved on from him, I think should let you know. Um, even though I guess they got rid of everybody. But still, I, I just I, I don't understand the hype surrounding Drake. So I, I'm selling him, and uh, it's panic mode for him. The other wide receiver, th- this will be somewhat head-scratching, but I- I'm panicking on Julio Jones. Uh, I-, I know a lot of people think he's awesome, and, and he's uh, you know, maybe one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. But when you read his, his latest news, lingering hamstring injury, you never want a lingering hamstring injury. I mean, that's the worst. That, that's, the, that's a panic mode for sure. So week one, he finished eighth, then 98th. He missed week three, and then he finished 65th wide receiver overall based on fantasy points. And it's just not good enough. I mean, he, I don't know what you do with him. I, I don't think you can release him. Maybe you try to trade him for a wide receiver that you buy into that maybe another fantasy owner is, is hesitant about, I would, I would be panicking. Atlanta's in trouble. Uh, it's, it's not looking good there. So like the Giants, I'm just, I'm just selling Atlanta. I, I liked Russell Gage for a while there, but, and I'll get to Todd Gurley in a moment, but I, I just, yeah, anyway, I, I, I just can't. Year after year, Julio Jones is so unreliable. He's inconsistent. He's always got some lingering, questionable injury that is hanging over him. And as a fantasy owner, you're always in trouble. Like, you're always trying to figure it out. Oh, what do I do with Julio? Do I play him this week? He's so good, though. I know he's so good. The advice, you, you just can't draft him. That's, that's the advice. you got to let somebody else take him. Somebody will, but let somebody else do it. All right, I'll, I'll, let me leave you with some peace. I'm going to leave you with some peace. Travis Kelsey, he's still one of the top tight ends. He hasn't put up huge numbers in recent weeks. He had 14 and then 10 back-to-back weeks, no touchdowns. They'll come. The, the Chiefs' offense is so good, and there, there are a lot of weapons, and, and it's hard for all of them to have monster weeks every single week. So it, it's nice to still get 14 or 10 from your tight end. You're in better shape than most fantasy owner and, and whoever they're starting at tight end who when their down weeks are four points – whereas a down week for Kelsey is 14 or 10. So still like, still like Kelsey, I'm at peace there. Speaking of tight ends, George Kittle owners, anyone? Oh, man, George Kittle, what a beast. He was killing me for a couple weeks, but he is back. I've got him in two leagues and loving life. Yeah, George Kittle. Woo, he's fun to watch. He's awesome. He's the only tight end in the NFL who's the number one threat on an offense. He, because in Kansas City, Travis Kelsey isn't the number one threat. Now, some weeks maybe, but Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, in, in San Francisco, sure, whoever the running back is that week is always a threat, but 
when Kittle's healthy, when he's out there, he's the guy. He's their number one guy. So uh, you can definitely have peace uh, about Kittle. That's for sure. All right, let me get to what I'm convinced of this week. I'm convinced Damian Harris in New England is the real deal. I thought he looked great on Monday night. 17 rushes, 100 yards, and like I said earlier, that, that Patriots offense was weird. It was, a, it was just a weird game. It was low scoring, and the quarterback situation was brutal. Cam should be back, should be fine. They want to run the ball, and, and I think Cam is having a great season. I think that will continue as long as he's healthy. And Damian Harris, now that he's healthy with Sony Michelle out, um, I think James White and Rex Burkhead will be those running backs out of the backfield. But who's running the ball? Damian Harris. Who's going to get the carries? Damian Harris. Uh, so I would go get him on the waiver wire. Hopefully you already got him, but, but I'm convinced he's the real deal. Um, I'm also convinced that Kareem Hunt will be a top five running back while Nick Chubb is out. I know that's not a crazy uh, take, but I'm convinced of it. The, the, the Browns' offense is clicking. They're the best rushing attack right now. I know they've got some other guys they're going to work in the mix, which you may be led to believe, or, or maybe this is what ends up happening, where they want to keep that rotation going, just you know, next man up, but hey, we're still going to rotate running backs. But part of me believes that they're just going to ride Kareem Hunt and just go all in on Kareem Hunt. The reason they've been rotating running backs is because Kareem Hunt has been that number two guy behind Nick Chubb. So they're like, hey, we got to use Hunt and Chubb. But if you've got Kareem Hunt, I think you go, you go all in on him. So I, I could see him having some huge weeks. I actually don't own him personally um, on, any, on any fantasy teams. So, but if you got him, man, you got to be loving life. All right, I'm also convinced that Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon coming off huge weeks should be traded right now. Sell high. Sell them, sell them, sell them. Go for it. Find somebody that buys in and wants them. I don't think you want to deal with the Falcons and the Broncos throughout this season. They're, they're older running backs. They can have good weeks. They, we know that they've, they've been awesome in years past. They've been top fantasy players. But to trust them throughout this season and, and expecting them to put up what they did this past week, I, I just don't, I don't expect it to happen. So I'm saying trade. All right, last thing, the, the waiver wire uh, this week even though I'm not as high on, on the Denver Broncos, they're going to be down in games. They're going to have to throw to somebody. I like Tim Patrick. He had 14 and then 23 fantasy points back-to-back weeks. I, I think he's the real deal. So I, I, I'm going to target him and, and would encourage you to do the same. Um, I also love Scotty Miller down in Tampa Bay. Uh, I just think him and Tom Brady have a nice connection, and he's a nice guy to have on your on your bench. And, and depending on Godwin's health, and actually Scotty's a little banged up, but – um, he's probably already on your radar. He's probably already on most rosters. But I liked him going into the season, and we're seeing what he's capable of doing, just catching a lot of passes, Brady finding comfort in him underneath, and he's just your, your typical Julian Edelman, Wes Welker guy. He's living up to it. He found another one. And, uh, Amendola, that's who Scotty Miller is. So, uh, so if you can get him on your roster, I think that's a good one to have. All right, so those are my fantasy thoughts this week. But as we wrap things up, let's go to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. Again, you can purchase yours on fantasyfootballfellowship.com. It's a, a weekly, uh, it's a book meant to, to be read weekly with each week focusing on a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and how it relates to our own lives. 
And so this week's topic is asking the question, why did I do that? As we think back on our fantasy drafts, as we think back to some of the players that we picked up or traded or released throughout these four weeks, we're, we're, we're asking the question, why did I do that? Why did I, why did I draft Kenyon Drake in the first round? Why did I draft Josh Jacobs in the first round? Why did I draft Miles Sanders in the first round? Why did I take Carson Wentz? Why did I take Saquon Barkley? No, you, you had to do that. But, but there are certain regrets that, that we have and second-guessing and, and just players that were, were wondering, why, why did I make that move? What was I thinking? Why did I do that? And, and when it comes to our own lives, we, we, we ask that question. We, we've asked it in our past. If we reflect on our past, we, we might ask that question, man, why did I do that? And, and even though you know, bad decisions are made in fantasy and real life, the, the feelings of regret can, can easily overtake us in both. And so you know, we have those mornings where we wake up with, with that strong regret and, and you know, the second guessing and all of that takes over. But these feelings have some benefit in regards to yeah, I don't want to feel that way again. I want to think a little bit better about that situation in fantasy or in life in the future. But they also, these feelings and these thoughts, can overtake us in such a negative way that it derails us, it holds us back. We, we start living in regret, and, and specifically with, with life, we, we can spend too much time focusing on our regrets instead of focusing on the grace that God offers us through Jesus. And so that's what we want to focus on. We don't want to focus on, man, I blew it then, I blew it then, I can't believe I did that, why did I do that? You know, th- there's some, some benefits of l- learning from our mistakes and recognizing, yeah, I don't want to do that again, but we have to move forward, and we have to move forward in confidence. And, you know, if we drafted Julio Jones, we got to respond. All right, we got to deal with it. We got to move forward. We got to make some moves. We, you know, let's let's not just dwell on it. All right, I'll just put Julio Jones out there once again and just continue to lose. No, y- you make some adjustments, and and so for us, you know, hopefully as you're listening to this, you've given your life to Jesus and you've surrendered your life and you've received the the forgiveness, the salvation, the grace, the eternal life, and the freedom that He offers us because He died on the cross. He rose again. And, and he paid the punishment of sin for us. And so we don't have to live in regret. We live in grace. When we, when we acknowledge and, and believe and recognize that Jesus took that, that, that punishment for us on our behalf. And so as followers of Jesus, we know that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we, we can release the regrets. We can release the mistakes that we've made. And no, we don't want to go back to those mistakes and, and, and continue to make them. But, 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 we, but what we do want to do is we want to rest in His love, His grace, and His mercy and, and move forward in repentance and adjust our decision-making in the future. And so if we desire to avoid regret and truly please God, then we must cling to Him for you know, wisdom and strength to choose rightly. So as we make decisions, we want to choose rightly moving forward, and so we have to rely on Him. And so um, 
that's the encouragement for today. I'll, I'll read this last part and, and we'll wrap it up. But fantasy football and real life are guaranteed to be unpredictable, frustrating, and exhilarating all at the same time. We know we can never do everything right, but there's no value in living with regret. Instead, let's genuinely trust in the Lord, seek his will, because when we do, we can be assured that his path ultimately leads to life, truth, joy, and peace. So let's keep looking forward. Let's keep looking to him. Let, let's, let's move forward in confidence, move forward in peace, move forward in grace, move forward in, in repentance and peace uh, and comfort in him. And, and so uh, can't wait to see what God has for us in store as we move forward. And, and let's learn from our past, but let's not stay there or remain in regret. So that's the encouragement for us this week. I hope you make some great fantasy decisions this coming weekend. Enjoy the games. We will be back next week to recap it all, to have some fun talking faith and fantasy and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a fantasy owner. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. And I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast.